0: Welcome back. This is Crystal.
1: And this is Kat.
0: You sound like Delilah.
1: (laughs) Oh, what was her last name? Does she have a last name? I don't think she does. She's just Delilah. She just said, Isn't it, wasn't it like nighttime with Delilah? Delilah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so
0: this week uh, we are going to continue our uh, exploration into the dark web. And I, I try really hard. So this is going to be a long episode. There's a lot of information. It's a very dense case to get through. I did my best to kind of glean through the information to get just enough. So you really understand how uh-huh. disgusting this guy is, but not so much that we're slogging through information yeah. for hours. I will say that there is discussion of rape, uh, torture of women. I, I don't get super deep into it, but okay. I'm not going to warn before I say it, just because it is so prevalent. There's so much of it. This is the warning right now. Um, and just, I don't go into detail, but I, it does come up.
1: So this isn't like a heartwarming story. None
0: of them are heartwarming. <laughs>
1: I know. I they just were heartwarming
0: that we're in the wrong podcast.
1: <laughs> it would be alternative. Uh, it would be basic interests. Basic interests. <laughs> that should be our spinoff. <laughs> basic interests where we just talk about the heartwarming stories.
0: Uh, the boring stuff that we talk about before <laughs> yeah. we start recording. <laughs>
1: yeah. It'll just be all of that. <laughs> all right. So...
0: Today, I'm going to tell you about Gilberto Valle, the cannibal cop.
1: Sounds fun. Yep.
0: And I'm going to call him Gil because okay. it's just easier and it's what he goes as. Okay. So Gil was raised in Forest Hill, Queens, New York. He attended and graduated from Archbishop Malloy High School. This is, it sounds real fancy. I looked it up. I Googled their website. Is it
1: like a Catholic? Yeah. It is. It is a
0: Catholic private school in Queens. Oh. It is known as the best Catholic private school in Queens. Okay. And it is one of the top college preparatory schools in New York.
1: Oh, wow. So did he come from like a well-to-do family? Obviously, if he's going to this school. Yeah.
0: Also on the school's website, uh-huh. they say 100% of their students attend college. Uh,
1: that's an amazing rate. Yeah. Holy cow. So
0: uh, kids going to this school are going to this school because they want to get into a college and this school gets them there.
1: Is it still around today? Yes. And I, won- still- I wonder if it still has that same, same record I looked at their actual website. Oh, okay. Wow. So still, holy moly. Awesome.
0: Um, Admission is highly competitive into this school, obviously. I would bet. Yeah. They only take 400 new freshmen every year and 2,000 students apply every year.
1: Holy cow.
0: Yeah. So obviously, I mean, Gil comes from a good family if he got into this school.
1: So there's 1,600 students every year that are super bummed. Yeah, that yeah. I have to go to just regular private did you, schools. Did you see how quickly I did that math? I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: um, Gil, obviously he's in the 100% that go to college. He went on to attend the University of Maryland and then he came back to New York. Okay. And in 2006, he actually became a police officer with the NYPD. Nice. In 2009, he met a woman named Kathleen on a dating website. I think it was OkCupid. Okay. And Kathleen (laughs) said that the early months of their relationship was fun. Oh. She said that it was, like, perfect. He would open doors for her, hold her chair out for her, take her on fun dates. She said that they had fun together and they laughed a lot. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they got serious really quickly. And in the fall of 2011, Kathleen became pregnant.
1: And while they were still dating? Yes. They were just dating. They weren't married. Okay.
0: No, they were not married yet. So um, to give you an idea of their typical routine, Kathleen was a New York City school teacher. So, you know, she has very regular hours. She works Monday through Friday, has to be at school at a certain time, comes home at around the same time. And Gil worked, he was still with the NYPD, but he worked the 3 p.m. to midnight shift. So you can see there, they don't overlap a ton.
1: So like ships passing in the night, basically. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: And typically he would spend a few hours at night. um, I think on nights he worked and on nights he did not work. Just staying up, playing video games, watching TV, browsing the internet, kind of the normal stuff you do when you work that latest shift. yeah because you want to keep a regular schedule. You don't want your off days to be, you go to bed early because it messes with you.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of people who work those types of like night shifts and they try to keep that same schedule, like even on their off days.
0: Yeah, So that, and I mean, I used to work a 3 pm yeah, to midnight shift and I, I remember, remember um, I would get home, it would take me until about 2 or 3 a.m. to wind down and actually go to yeah. bed. So that was just normal.
1: Yeah, well, I could never do that. That would it's, just be hard for me. It to is. adjust. It's hard. Yeah, I bet the adjustment is hard. And then I bet when you go to a normal hour job, that's hard too. From going Oh, from it that. is. Yeah. So
0: when I went from that 3 p.m. to midnight shift to a um, regular, I was working 6 a.m. to 2.30. Uh-huh. 2:30. uh-huh. I lost a big chunk of my hair. Oh, like, gosh. A little a little bigger than a quarter. I just a, a huge chunk of my hair just fell out.
1: Why? Just stress it, or the just...
0: Stress on my body of changing my schedule that
1: drastically. Oh, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, it freaked me out. I went to the doctor because I was like, I shouldn't have a bald spot. This isn't normal. Uh, did it grow back? It did. It took okay, a while. Good. good. But um, it eventually came
1: back. <laughs> okay, good.
0: Yeah. So uh, when Kathleen became pregnant, he started staying up later, or just not coming to bed at all.
1: Yeah, he would just well, stay up.
0: Yeah, like okay. When she became pregnant, he started losing interest with her. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. It is really sad.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And after Kathleen gave birth to their daughter, Kathleen ended up actually quitting her job and she was a stay at home mom.
1: So she stopped teaching and then she just stayed at home? Yeah, with the baby. Okay.
0: Um, Gil and Kathleen got married in June of 2012. And Kathleen said, just simply about this, she said, the wedding was nice, the marriage was not.
1: Well, yeah, but then I'm also thinking, but you know, again, I wasn't there, but if he lost interest in me while I was pregnant, I I think I would think twice about marrying him,
0: but right. But you know how some people are like, oh, if we get married, everything will be better. Yeah. 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 That's not how it works. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, she could have thought maybe things got a little better after she had the baby. Uh huh. Because I know some guys are disgusting and they don't like their pregnant wife because she's not tiny anymore. Maybe Gil was that way. I don't know. Yeah,
1: and then there are some husbands who are the opposite. They love when their wife is like pregnant. They love the whole pregnancy look.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. I know. I've known a couple people like that. Yeah. It so it could go either way.
0: It could. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, their their relationship was continuing to deteriorate. That's too bad. Gil continued to spend late nights on the computer. He stayed online for hours at a time. What was he and, doing? Well, we're going to learn. Oh, okay.
1: I think Kathleen I
0: Kathleen was getting concerned with this behavior, obviously, yeah. like I would be too. Yeah. Kathleen and Gil shared a laptop together. It was a MacBook. So Uh in August of 2012, this is just two months after they got married. Okay. She opened it up because she was going to be using it. And Gil had forgotten to log out. Of Pinterest? Well, out of his profile.
1: (laughs) No, I know. I was kidding. She was going to find out that he's been on Pinterest. (laughs) Recipes. (laughs) Okay, keep going. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Well, there were a couple image
0: files up on Uh the screen, but they like weren't loading. So, you know, when you open a file and it's kind of blank, but you can still see like the URL information and the title. Yeah. Well, she could see that. And she typed the website into her browser because she Uh didn't know what this was. And she lands on a website that we've heard before. And that was Dark Fetish Net.
1: Oh. Ouch.
0: And she said the first thing she saw when she uploaded this website was a dead girl.
1: Oh gosh.
0: So she's a little freaked out.
1: Well, yeah. I bet they have like snuff films on there too. Uh, they have lots of things. I haven't uh, you said we've talked have we talked about the That was the website that
0: uh, Dale Bollinger was Oh, that's right.
1: That's right. Okay. I forgot about that. uh, of a man. Okay. So she,
0: Kathleen has a backbone Uh, because she confronts Gil about this. Good. Good for her. And Gil probably didn't give her any explanation. There's not a ton of information about this confrontation, Uh except that he, he didn't stop what he was doing. He kept right on staying on the internet all night long.
1: He didn't care basically.
0: No. Yeah. So of course their relationship is getting worse and worse and worse. Uh-huh. Which is zero surprise. Yeah. Because when your behavior doesn't change then why would the trajectory
1: change? Exactly.
0: So on September 9th, 2012, Kathleen, because man, I'm telling you this woman is impressive. Good. She installed some spyware on their laptop. Good for her. Yeah. So the spyware she installed, I don't even know where she found this, but it recorded every keystroke, every website, and it took a screenshot every five minutes.
1: Oh, wow. Well, you know what? Good for her, but at the same time, if you have to get to the point where you're installing spyware uh, to figure out what your significant other is doing, it's probably time to go.
0: Yeah, and I think that this was just her...
1: um, gathering the information that she needed. She was basically out. Yeah. I think she just needed some more concrete information to like probably make her exit valid. Yeah, exactly.
0: So Uh that when he comes back and says, well, why are you leaving? She can say exactly why. (laughs) Here you go. Well, so, and this also proves how serious she is because she knows something weird is going on and she knows that whatever she's going to see is going to be awful because yeah. like he's cheating or he's looking at a dead girl. What the hell? Well,
1: yeah, that's not normal,
0: but like, she is so serious about this and it's impressive. Honestly. Yeah. So the next day, like this is how serious she is. She installs this on September 9th, September 10th. She looks at everything that happened the night before. Well, she's yeah, like, I, I, I want to see.
1: Oh my gosh. I would be on it right away.
0: Yeah, and um, again, no surprise, the things she saw were disturbing. Okay. So she knew her husband was hiding things. That's obvious. I don't think that she anticipated what she was going to see. Okay. So there are not explicit descriptions of what she saw anywhere because, um, like, the legal documents that I read didn't really go into it. Okay. The only description that I saw that was specific said that the, she saw pictures of feet that were not attached to
1: bodies. Oh, oh, yeah. So not only a foot fetish, but a foot fetish of feet, Dead severed feet. That is God. the fact that this stuff is out there. Oh, God. Okay. Keep going.
0: Man, you're going to love where this episode's oh, going. Oh, no. Oh, no. So she was able to see what he was doing besides just the pictures he was looking at because the the laptop is taking a screenshot every five minutes. Uh-huh. She's kind of getting like a play-by-play of where he's going, what he's doing. And he is having conversations with people on Dark Fetish Net. Okay. He was talking with people that had screen names like Girl Dealer, Girl Meat Dealer. Uh, girl, meat, dealer. Yes. Normal screen names. Oh, gosh. I don't know why you're, you're
1: acting like this. That is gross. Girl, meat, dealer.
0: So, Kathleen confronts Gil again. Like, this woman has balls. Yeah, yeah,
1: she does. Especially with him being the cop,
0: you mm -hmm. know, that, Yeah hmm Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So again, I didn't see any details of what this conversation consisted of or even the timeline of when it happened. But I do know that very shortly thereafter, she took their daughter and she flew across the country to her parents' house in Nevada. Good for and her. And she took the MacBook with her.
1: Good for her.
0: She is so smart. I yeah. love this woman. So Kathleen is like, a testament of what a woman can accomplish when she thinks her man is lying to her. Uh-huh. And she's just determined to know everything. Okay. So she gets to her parents' house. She opens up that MacBook, and she was able to log into an email address of his
1: Ooh. that she
0: did not recognize.
1: Like, Christmas morning.
0: Uh, if Christmas morning <laughs> consists of... Uh, death and decay and rotting
1: things. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, yeah. probably not the Christmas... But you know how when you like... And this has never happened to me. But when you get into like somebody's... I don't know. Like, you know, on Facebook, when you happen upon somebody's profile and it's not private, and then all of a sudden there's all these photo albums that you yeah, can Yeah, you through. get sucked into Yeah, it. you get sucked into it. So looking at somebody else's email that you probably weren't supposed to look in is probably... Pretty fun. But oh, this oh, she is, is grateful she saw oh, I this bet. email. Okay, let's see. So
0: put put yourself in Kathleen's position here. You've caught your husband looking at severed limbs, at dead women. You've caught him chatting with people with some pretty weird screen names. You you kind of see the trajectory of yeah, where, this, where is this is going. going. Uh-huh. So what do you think Kathleen saw in this secret email?
1: Um him doing gross stuff.
0: There were photos of, dad. of her. Of her? Yeah. Um there were photos of her and one of her friends and some of Gil's friends. And doing what? This, well, it was just photos taken like from their Facebook accounts.
1: Just like pictures, like he just copied and pasted or slid over or and like, saved? Yeah. That's so weird. Not so,
0: not so weird on the surface, right? So she sees her photos of her in this email address she doesn't really recognize. Yeah. So she decides to search her name. She searches Kathleen. Okay. And then it gets worse. Oh, gosh. She finds. Internet chats, this was a Yahoo um, email, so there's Yahoo chat Uh associated with this. She found some online chats where Gil was discussing with some of these weird screen names in explicit detail how he was going to butcher and cook and eat his own wife. Oh, gross. Gross. So now you know that she's um, very grateful that she's across the country.
1: Yeah, but she's probably super disturbed. And What, it, what it, would you even know to do with that information? Because he's a cop, too. Right. So I will actually get there in just a moment. Okay, sorry, sorry. I keep getting ahead of myself. It's, uh, it's very
0: easy to, like yeah. this.
1: And can I say I looked up pictures of him and Kathleen, and she's super cute
0: and he's super not
1: well i mean he's not like yeah i think there's this one picture where they're both in a new york yankees cap and he looks decent there but i think that's because he she makes him look look good do you know what i'm saying like she's a very attractive person and so yeah okay so
0: in this chat um he was extremely graphic and this is me toning it down okay Um, he said things like he was going to string her up by her feet and slit her throat and watch the way the blood came out of her. Um, he also said things like he wouldn't give her mercy. And if she struggled, he would just gag her.
1: This is the mother of his child, his wife. Yes. Oh. So, I mean, I'd be freaked out. A bit. She's a little freaked out. Yeah. I'm glad she's in Nevada when she's reading all of this.
0: Right. So she contacts the FBI.
1: Good for her.
0: And this is very smart on her part for several reasons. Because one, I mean, she's in a different state. The local police can't do anything. No, uh uh-uh. She's not going to contact the NYPD because they're notoriously corrupt. Yeah,
1: and there's a code there, probably.
0: Um, As there is with most police. Yeah. And that's just the thing that... I mean, this is pretty serious and it obviously includes people other than just her husband. Yeah. So I think she was pretty smart to go to the FBI. Yeah, yeah. So she get, she is all in on this. Like she needs zero in like I'm going to tell you right now, my medication is messing with my head, and a lot of words are falling out of my brain. So if I'm repetitive or anything, I'm really sorry. I forgot my wallet at Costco today. They had to call me. Did they for me really? To go back. Oh, yes. really? Oh, really? Yes. I'm. I'm getting very oh, no. scatterbrained. So oh, no. the word I'm looking for is encouragement. Yeah. Okay. She did not need any encouragement from the FBI to cooperate. Okay. So. She gives them the laptop and she's like, make a copy of the hard drive. Do whatever you need. Good. And then she says, here's a key to my apartment. Help yourself.
1: Nice. I and, would too.
0: And then she also says, oh, by the way, we have this old HP laptop that's broken down, but it used to be his
1: exclusive laptop. You can oh, have that too. Yeah. There's probably good stuff in there too. Yeah.
0: They were able to see a whole full spectrum of information from Gil's computer use, and it's not exactly what you
1: would expect to see. Well, nothing is now what I would expect to see from a cop,
0: NYPD officer. Yeah, exactly,
1: (laughs) exactly. So,
0: Gil's screen name on Dark Fetish Net was "Girl Meat Hunter." (sighs) He's creepy. That's gross. So Dark Fetish Net, because I haven't gone super deep into it last week or this week yet, uh-huh. it, it is very loosely defined as social media in that people connect over common interests on this site. Yeah. These interests are things such as erotic asphyxiation, cannibalism, rape, necrophilia, and various uh, quote unquote peril situations.
1: So, like, when people are in danger,
0: yeah. So, it's um, the legal document I read said a peril scenario is any kind of role playing that involves the victim being in a danger situation. So,
1: oh, a so not necessarily the person; it's the victim. No, so no, they like, like watching. Oh,
0: we're we're both hostages, and no, it's yeah. like um, I am taking you prisoner. Okay. I am using you as my slave. Stuff like that. Yeah. So the users can chat within the website. Gill ended up using his per- this Yahoo email and Yahoo chat to talk with people outside of the website. Okay. This becomes important because the owners of this website are very clear that Dark Fetish Net is for fantasy only.
1: Yeah, that I was going to say like it- because it would be so easy for me to think, why don't the cops just arrest everybody involved mm. in this? But you can't really you can't really arrest someone for having a fetish or a fantasy. Right. It's the next step.
0: Yeah, so Dark Fetish Net, the owners actually monitor chats and information. Okay. And if good. anything seems like it is getting like too real or uh-huh. people are really trying to act, they shut down the account. Oh, okay. Well, good this- for that. That's kind of it's kind of responsible. It's on their kind part, of responsible.
1: I still feel like they're feeding into uh they're by giving providing this, this an outlet. So they can talk yeah, about this. they're providing but then at the same time I think, okay, well, they're providing an outlet, so maybe some don't have to act this fantasy out, but I still feel that But then
0: they're encouraging each other. It's yeah, this weird it's gray like a area. gate
1: it's a gateway, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. That is one of the reasons why it's Important that Gil was speaking with some of these people outside of Dark Fetish Net.
1: Oh, so he wasn't even, they, they had met gone on from Dark Fetish Net the, and then connected somewhere else. And yes. then they were speaking outside of it. Okay, that's taking it a little, that's okay. So now it yes. was going into the real world, basically. So
0: when the FBI okay. looked through these laptops, they found thousands of emails and chats with Gil talking about kidnapping, raping, killing cooking and eating women not just women in general women he knew like
1: personally how how does he go from serving and protecting during like his 12-hour shift to then or eight hour whatever it is to then doing this all night that seems insane to me
0: like I said there are thousands of emails here There was an FBI agent who went through all of them and kind of sectioned out three specific people he spoke with that seemed like they were more serious than just fantasy discussions. Mm -hmm. So I'll go through the three people and kind of the things they talked about. Okay. Okay. So the first person he talked to was a man named Michael Van Heis, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh huh. So February 2012, Gil and Michael arranged an agreement that um, Gil would kidnap a woman. I'm not going to name any of these women. I'm going to use okay. initials. This woman was named A. Okay. A was someone that Gil knew personally. She was a former coworker of Kathleen's from the school.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: So Gil actually describes A to Michael. He says she's 28 years old. She's 5'5", 115 pounds. She's slender. She takes care of herself. And then she sends four photos of A to Michael. Legitimate photos of A. Not like catfish photos, but like actual photos from her Facebook page. Oh, what a creep. Michael is even creepier because Michael says, yeah, save her for me. Oh, So Michael um, asks, or Gil offers to kidnap and deliver her to Michael in a cash on delivery system. So basically he would deliver her and Michael has to pay for her right then.
1: Do we find out what the amount is? Yes. Actually, I'll go into it. Okay. Because that's something
0: that's... Not enough. I'm telling you right now.
1: Okay. (laughs) I like how I'm like, I wonder how much, uh, I wonder how much it is. Like, like there's even an amount that would, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I'll actually, I get into it because yeah. Um, So he said he would kidnap her the week of February 20th because she had this week off work. So it Mm -hmm. would be a while before anyone noticed she was missing. When the FBI actually looked into this. Mm hmm a was a teacher at this school and that school had a vacation that week. Okay. So like Gil is giving real information to this guy.
1: But nothing happened that week.
0: Um, It didn't. So okay. Michael said he didn't have money right then but he said hey name your price. Gil says $4,000. That's
1: it? You're right? Yeah I would I would assume and I am not in the human you know, meat selling, uh, (laughs) business, but $4,000, like not enough. No. Yeah. Uh, Especially. Yeah. No. Yeah. Especially
0: when, um, okay. So (laughs) this was actually later on in my notes but I'll say it now. So Gil actually at one point in these conversations says that he wants to make himself into a professional kidnapper. And so this sounds like, you know, when you're starting a business, you kind of start your prices a little lower and then you build them up as your quality grows. Yeah. He's just starting out at novice
1: pricing. Exactly. (laughs) Freaking weirdo what an idiot. And you know what? I bet he thought he could get away with all of this because he's a cop and he knows how we'll things get, work.
0: We'll get to that later when okay. we talk about the
1: trial. Okay.
0: So in this conversation, there's also this whole exchange where Michael says exactly what he plans on doing to her. Again, not getting into it because it's disgusting. Yeah, but he, de- I he can imagine. basically wanted her for a completely submissive sex slave And he even explained how he would punish her. And I I actually got to see the actual chats, like the actual Yahoo chats, where he said what he would do to punish her if she disobeyed or got pregnant. Like he was going to discipline her if she got pregnant. Like it's not his fault.
1: Uh, Does he know how that works? How babies are made? Jeez. Basically, I mean, every
0: scenario where she's punished ends up with her dead. It's awful. There's, uh, there's people
1: out there like that, is the thing. Yeah. That but blows in exchange,
0: um, Gil describes exactly step by step how he would abduct her. And he said that he would tie her hands and feet together and put her in a large luggage so that he could wheel her out to his car unnoticed.
1: Oh my gosh. Creepy. Yeah, very.
0: To add another layer on this, because I'm just going to keep building. It's going to get worse and worse. Oh, uh, thank you. He asks Michael, do you want her clothed or naked? Because like, this is customer service. You want your, pro- your <laughs> customer happy, right? <laughs> Michael says, you know, whatever's easiest for you. So Gil said that, um, okay, I'll leave her clothed so that you can have the pleasure of unwrapping your gift. Gross. Seriously, Gross. And then uh, Michael was like, well, you know this girl. Because Gil is very clear that he knows these women. And that's Uh why he has access to them. Yeah. So Michael kind of says, like, "Does, does any of what I'm saying bother you? And Gil says, I don't mind if she's experiencing pain and suffering. I'll sleep like a baby.
1: Oh, my gosh. Was there any indication that he had this insane, sadistic, obviously... Mental? No. Before? No. So weird. I wonder because if this was just dormant in him the whole time, and then he no, stumbled he upon just this. Suppressed it
0: because um, I'll get into more when I'm telling you. I have two more people to talk about. Okay. He talks about several women. A lot of these women he still had ongoing friendships with, and he still saw them or talked to them on a regular basis. And these women said they didn't think anything was weird. So. So odd. Yeah.
1: Okay. Anyways.
0: And like I said, there's a lot of information to get through. So I'm going to kind of keep slogging through it. Go,
1: go ahead. I'll quit interrupting.
0: Okay. So Michael and Gil didn't speak again until after this February 20th date. And uh, when they talked again, Gil, uh, they'd start talking about Gil kidnapping someone for him. Gil Uh sends him photos of several women and Michael picks out a again. He's really stuck on a. Okay. So this time Gil says, okay, I'll get her for you, but it's going to cost 5,000. Michael tries to haggle the price down. He's like, uh, will you take a payment plan? Because human trafficking goes on payment plans now. Apparently (laughs) I don't don't know. Um, will you take after pay? (laughs) Essentially. Klarna? Yeah. (laughs) Gil was very firm and said that he would not lower his price because this was a high risk for him, essentially.
1: Well.
0: So they talk again about what Michael plans to do with her. And Michael talks about, he goes into all the, he wants her for a sex slave. Uh And then he goes into a contingency plan if the police caught on and got too close to finding her.
1: Did these people know that Gil was a police officer? No. Okay. Well, obviously I don't think they would be talking to him. Yeah. If they knew that. No. Um,
0: Again, this is very watered down because I saw his actual description, but to give you an idea of Michael and the fucked up human he is, um, he said that his plan, if the police got too close was he would rape her, strangle her until he passed out and repeat this several times He would videotape all of this, obviously. And he would have one final rape as she hung and died above the hole where he would bury her.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: That's all the the details taken out. And it's still horrible. And it's
1: still graphic.
0: Yeah. I warned you. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, man.
0: Gil just said, yeah, that sounds great. A, will make you happy. And then... Gil gets
1: worse. As if he could.
0: Oh, he gets worse and worse and worse.
1: He's just a high achiever, this Gil.
0: Yeah. Gil said that, man, I'm going to have to really refrain from raping her myself when I kidnap her. And this is when he says, but I'm aspiring to be a professional kidnapper. And that's just the business.
1: I love how he's still so trying to be professional. Yeah, like a hit. Or <laughs> when, they're ta- when they're talking about these things, I'll just restrain but, myself from I taking mean, another he's life. From
0: Queens and he's with the NYPD, so he's yeah. all about that mafia stuff. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Uh, oh, I'm sure his confidence is through the roof, too.
0: Yeah, because it has to no be. No one knows this is going on. Yeah, it has to be. So, again, these plans never really came together. Michael and Gil had a couple chat exchanges about this woman named V who Gil claimed that he watched for a few days. Like he said he was watching her to get her routine down. And then he said he would charge um, Michael $10,000 for that job. But again, never really happened. Okay. So now we're going to move on to the conversations he had with a man named Ali Khan. Conversations with Khan, more of the same. Gil talked about delivering a um, kidnapped woman Gil talked about delivering Kathleen to Khan. And Gil was very clear with saying that Kathleen was his girlfriend. This was in January of 2012. So Kathleen had already given birth, but they hadn't gotten married yet. Okay. But this is to Khan. And he's saying like, yeah, I'll give you my girlfriend.
1: Like Who how fucked up is that? just had his baby.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So they go through the same kind of spiel that uh, he and Michael went through. But Khan gets very irritated when Gil doesn't immediately want to meet with him. It's important to note, I can't remember where Michael was from. Uh, Ali Khan is actually from Pakistan.
1: Oh, okay. Like li- like from there or still lived there? He, he's literally living there. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, okay. Dark Fetish, that's a global
1: Well, slice. I'm assuming, yeah.
0: But Khan gets very, very irritated with Gil because he's like, let me meet you. Let me come and get this girl. And Gil's kind of like, oh, I need to plan a little better. Give me some more time. And so Khan is like, "Man, are you serious? Because I'm serious. You need to tell me right now if you're not in this. Yeah. And Gil says that, you know, I'm, I think I'm ready. I just need to choose my first victim and go for it. So Khan gives him instructions. Uh, I know I'm looking at you. This is a lot of dead air, but like I'm looking at your face. It's just, Uh, you want to hear the uh, instructions?
1: I mean, do I have a choice? No. Okay.
0: (laughs) This is directly from their Yahoo chat. Okay. Word for word. So it says, listen, when you're alone, call them for a drink. Put Valium tablets or diazepam into the drink. They will feel knocked out. When they are more sleepy, bind them, take them to your bathroom, cut their throats open, wash their meat in bathtub, put their meat in small plastic bags and freeze it. Use it when needed. Head and guts can be buried in your courtyard.
1: Oh, my God. So I'm assuming that then Khan has done this before if he knows all of this. Is that what?
0: I feel like he has because remember I said that Dark Fetish Net banned
1: some people? Yeah. And they're already talking. Yeah. And they're already talking out of.
0: Well, Khan was banned from Dark Fetish Net because he was legitimately advertising for someone to consensually come meet him so he could kill them.
1: Well, that's just like that other, I think it was in the UK though, where that was the thing and they found the guy that uh, they had met on like a fetish web and Mm -hmm. this guy was advertising to, I I want someone who's- To cut off his dick so he can eat it. Yes, yes, that one. Yeah. And he actually
0: did and they all went, they went through with it. And I think he was found not guilty. Was he? I didn't. I think I, so.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I had to so, stop that episode.
0: Um, so this is what Ali Khan was doing. And Khan actually sends Gil a video of a goat being slaughtered as um, inspiration for him.
1: Oh, my gosh. And Gil
0: says explicitly, this is what Gil says. He says, I'm afraid of getting caught. If I was guaranteed to get away with it, I would do it. Oh so Khan, Khan, is again and again. He's like, are you serious about this? Because I will help you. I will come there. I will help you. I will talk you through it. And Gil says, you know, I have a victim picked out, but he doesn't actually say who it is for a little bit.
1: Okay. Later,
0: he reveals that her name is N. And he says he's been fantasizing about her for eight years. Oh my god. N was a very good friend of his from college.
1: Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Like you don't know what anyone's thinking. No. <laughs> and
0: and she regularly still talked to him.
1: That is so crazy.
0: Uh-huh. And Michael goes into detail about how he wants to cook her alive and torture her before eating her because it's not enough for him to just eat her. He needs the torture because he's sadistic. He says about himself, I'm sadistic that way.
1: So gross.
0: Okay, so moving on, the last person who he had some really, what the FBI deemed as really concerning conversations with was um, a guy who went by Moody Blues. Okay, okay. I'm going to continue to refer to him as Moody Blues, but um, his email address was Meat Market Man, a.k.a. Dale Bollinger.
1: Oh, our friend Dale.
0: And this is how the FBI got caught on to Dale.
1: Oh, Dale, I'm going to keep Dale. calling
0: him Moody Blues because okay. Dale did not know his real name. Okay. But just keep in the back of your mind that this is Dale. Dale from part one. Okay. Yes. Well, unofficial part one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gil and Moody Blues spoke about kidnapping four different women, including Kathleen. Gil, again, talks about cooking the woman alive and torturing them before eating them. And they're, like, really casual about it.
1: Well, yeah, all of these conversations sound like it was a normal... Like, just conversation about, hey. Very
0: procedural.
1: Yeah, like t- like talking about recipes. Essentially. Yeah. Actually,
0: it's funny you say that because Gil said his plan was to take one of these women for Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, my gosh. Or he said, or a Labor Day barbecue. <laughs> oh,
1: my goodness. Gross.
0: Just very casual. Yeah. Their conversations, they talked about multiple women. They focused mostly on a woman named Kay that Gil said that he had been fantasizing about for about 10 years. Okay. Again, a very good friend of his from college.
1: So insane.
0: Yeah. He actually mentioned that she would be the most difficult because she was a prosecutor, but she would absolutely be worth the trouble.
1: (sighs) Oh man.
0: Yeah. At this point, this is getting very very repetitive. So you can see yeah. this is why I'm not going into all the details because
1: Well, it's all the same. He And it's very dense. Yeah.
0: It's just, it's a lot of information and this isn't even all of them.
1: Yeah. But we get read, it. He's a sadistic asshole and yeah. talks about these awful things. Uh Uh-huh. With people that he knows. See, this is beyond fantasy because this is with people. Well, I I don't know. This is with people that he knows. So he's been thinking about this for a long time. Uh Uh-huh.
0: And he very, with several different people, he actually says that N is his all-time number one. That if he could get, but she lives a few states away, but if he could get to her, he mentions to several different people that, man, if I could have her, N is my preference. I've been fantasizing about her for 10 years. It's it's creepy. Beyond. In addition to all of these conversations, Gil's going to get worse. Gil was using the computer in his police vehicle to look up information on these women.
1: So he was getting pretty confident at that point.
0: Yeah. And uh, he was using like the federal and state database. So think about all the stuff that would be on there. That's name, birthday, address, social security, criminal record, DMV records. Like that is everything you need to find someone.
1: That's insane.
0: The FBI found... um I saw the number several times was 89 separate files that were basically like dossiers on women.
1: 89 separate 89. files.
0: 9. Jeez. So the most comprehensive one was on K. And this file had photos of her, and it had, like, mock-up photos of a woman being roasted over an open fire on a spit.
1: What do you mean mock-up photos?
0: Like, it wasn't, um, they weren't real photos. Like, it wasn't someone really getting cooked and eaten, but it looked like a photo shoot. Okay. Yeah. So, like. The description made it sound like it was real people doing these photos, probably for dark fetish net for people who have fantasies about this stuff to give them a visual, because people are, were visual creatures. Yeah. He also had a full, very detailed word document, and the title of this document was called oh "Abducting, God. Abducting and Cooking K: A Blueprint."
1: It sounds like a great book.
0: (laughs) So this blueprint was a step-by-step, highly detailed document that had actual photos of Kay. Mm. But, so it had some real information, like her height, her weight, her age, but then it had some fake information. It, It had a wrong location for her, an occupation that was not her occupation.
1: Oh, see, and, he's just protecting her.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh.
1: <laughs> what a nice guy. What a nice guy. Please he is. don't
0: give this guy the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> this blueprint listed all the necessary materials for abduction, and he very obviously thought this through. So he included chloroform, rope, gags, duct tape, gloves, cheap sneakers. Bags for her clothing.
1: Oh, my god! He's a
0: police officer, so he knows some of the stuff you need. It's, just, it's creepy.
1: That is creepy.
0: Going back to Moody Blues, Mr. Dale, he repeatedly asks Gil for her address. He's saying, I just want to look it up on Google Earth. I just want to scope out the neighborhood. I want to see what we're getting into with kidnapping this girl. And Gil is kind of evasive about it. He's like, oh, I don't, I don't really know her real address. Or he says, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know it from memory. I have it somewhere else. He's never really straightforward with this. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: But Gil and Kathleen had this trip they had taken several times where they would go to Maryland to visit some of Gil's friends from college. Uh Uh-huh. Every time he went to Maryland, he and Kay would have lunch together. Gil tells Moody Blues, I'm having lunch with Kay this weekend. And he actually goes to Maryland that weekend with Kathleen.
1: Oh, wow. So now this was a real location where they were really going to be.
0: Yes. Okay. The night before they go on this trip, Gil's Google history. Oh. How to kidnap someone. How to abduct a girl, kidnapped girl, how to chloroform a girl. Can you use chloroform to have sex with your girlfriend?
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean, this is all stuff you should have studied up on way beforehand.
0: But how creepy is it that he's doing this the night before? I know.
1: That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Well, either way, just as a human being, it is creepy to even be looking up any of this, regardless of who you are.
0: Right. So, I mean, I could keep going and talk about more, but this is, we've been talking about this almost an hour, and I think that we have a pretty good idea
1: of where Gil is. Yes.
0: So, Gil was arrested on October 24th, 2012, for conspiracy to commit kidnapping, and the unauthorized use of a restricted federal database. Okay. So after he was arrested during his post-arrest interview, he told the FBI agent that was interviewing him that he had been interested in cannibalism since college. Oh. I mean, I get better than Dale's six years old.
1: I know. Well, you know what? I don't see, with, with stuff like that, that has to be like Dale. That has to be something that you are, that you are already pre-wired. Like, so I don't buy that. Gil had been thinking about this since college. This ha- the, the, something like this. This, dis- I mean, there has to be something that triggers it. Yes, I mean, he went to a Catholic school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's just so it's so beyond the norm that this has to be. It's not something that you're like, you know what? Eating people sounds like a really amazing idea. Like, it's something that... You know, I was watching Hell's Kitchen, and <laughs> that
0: filet just like...
1: I just thought, man. looked
0: like an arm.
1: Yeah, and then I looked at my wife's arm, and I was like, you know what?
0: <laughs> yeah. That looks so, good. A little better. In this same interview, Gil also admitted, which I think was a very stupid decision on his part, he admitted that he thought that Khan and Moody Blues were more serious than a lot of the conversations he had been having online. So he's, like, openly admitting that, yeah, these people I'm talking to, I thought they were more serious than Mm -hmm. just fantasies. Mm -hmm. But he denied that he would ever have actually gone through with any of his planned kidnappings.
1: I do not believe that at all.
0: Yeah, because remember, he told uh, Khan that he would do it if he thought he could get away with
1: it. And if he had not been, I don't, well, keep going with the story because I don't even know if he's been caught or if whatever.
0: Well, the, like the FBI agent brought this up. He's like, well, what about this that you said? And he's like, oh, that was me just role playing. I was lying. So he's playing
1: all this off as just like a fantasy. Yes. Okay.
0: Which is essentially his defense Mm -hmm. the entire time. So November 15th, a grand jury indicted him on both accounts. And February 11th, 2013, Gil went to trial. So, I mean, very quick. He went on trial three months after being indicted. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: March 12th, 2013, the jury found him guilty on both counts.
1: Okay, both counts of...
0: Conspiracy to kidnap and uh-huh. unauthorized use of a database.
1: Well, good, good. I'm glad they got him on something.
0: Yeah, um, of but course... But that
1: can't carry a lot of years.
0: Well, I'm not even going to touch on that because he immediately files appeals because, okay. you know, that's just what you do. Uh huh. This is where the case takes a huge turn and gets a little infuriating. okay. Because the judge reviewing the case overturned the verdict and acquitted him of conspiracy to kidnap.
1: Even with all of that information that he had.
0: Yeah. So the judge's opinion, I actually read, it was so long. I didn't even check and see how long it was. This was at least 80 or 90 pages. Uh-huh. Um, the judge basically said there were a lot of things that went into it. One of the things that went into it was the FBI fucked up. The agent that they put on the forensic analysis of the computers
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, had only been working as an FBI agent for seven or eight months. Oh. In and of itself, not a huge deal. No. The problem is that this guy had a college degree in sociology and okay. he had no training Of how to distinguish real conversations from fantasy conversations. He did not even read like statements given by real kidnappers to know what red flags to look for. This guy had zero training.
1: So, oh man.
0: So the FBI kind of messed up there. Yeah, they did. So basically the judge said that there was no actual real evidence that the conversations were anything other than fantasy, fantasies.
1: yeah and I can you know I can kind of see that as an outsider uh-huh. because he really didn't do anything right so except actually, talk about it.
0: That's something else that the judge brought up. yeah I didn't go into it because it would have been honestly, if I went into all of the details of this yeah. case, I probably could have done four or five parts. yeah. But there was a lot of information that Gil gave to the people he was talking to that was straight up false. Yeah, like he talked about uh, building an apparatus in his basement to string up women, and he didn't even he have, didn't a basement. have a basement. Yeah, um, he talked about living out in the country so no one could hear the women's screams. He lived in New York. Yeah. Yeah, so there was all of that that the judge.
1: Yeah, included. and it's not it's not like he was being charged with being an a, a creepy asshole. If he was being charged with that, obviously he would have been found guilty of that. But you can't. Yeah. You, you're not going to be. He's talking. So. Yeah.
0: Um. The judge also included that one of the things the prose- prosecution brought up is like, look at him. He's making plans. He's giving dates. He's giving times. He's doing very specific planning. And the ju- I also didn't mention this, but a lot of the dates with the three different people he was talking to, he planned to kidnap four different w- women on the same date. Oh. So the judge was like, yeah, like... Well, Gil, that wasn't going to work out. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Like, he was like, if he was serious about this, why would he convolute that? Why would he plan these kidnappings for a bunch of different dates and then the dates pass and nothing actually happened? So the judge essentially was like, yeah, this is very clearly fantasy. And the prosecution did not prove that this was real in any way.
1: I, I agree. I agree. And I
0: do as much as it pains me to say yeah. it, I agree too. Yeah,
1: because he essentially ha- didn't really do anything except I mean, to be a creep and a weirdo. I mean, he
0: could have done something.
1: Uh, yeah. The I, FBI
0: messed up by not properly examining. True. I don't, true. I think if they had had a different examiner going through things, they may have found more compelling evidence. So I mean, I'm, o- I'm only able to use the evidence that Does he they, do more
1: after this?
0: I'm telling you, he's weird. Oh,
1: uh, here we go.
0: So this, this first review was in 2014 and the judge actually upheld the, um, conviction for the wrongful, uh, the unauthorized use of the database. Okay. In 2020, there was another appeal and, uh, the, the judge, I read the judge's opinion on this appeal as well. So what was happening in this 2020 appeal is that Gill was asking for an official certificate of innocence. Basically, it's not enough that he was acquitted. He wants an official certificate from the government saying this man is innocent. Oh. I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah. It's interesting. It's I can like see an, why it's a it, thing.
1: It's like an annulment. Yeah, kind a of. A criminal annulment. Yeah. So, um... In the write-up
0: of this opinion, the judge actually mentioned, I couldn't find this um, other thing, but the judge actually says that a higher court acquitted him of the count of using the unauthorized use of a database. They acquitted him of it.
1: They did? Yeah. Yeah. So so essentially, he doesn't have any charges against him anymore, right? So he still this, didn't have his badge, right? Did the NYPD bag him as soon as all of this came out? I don't know if they bagged him or if he quit. I hope one of those things. I'm pretty happened. sure they fired him. Yeah, I don't know
0: the timeline on it. Okay, okay. Um, basically, and this is the craziest thing to me. So. He was originally convicted of the unauthorized use of a database because he was using this database to look up people that he had no legal reason to look up. They weren't breaking any laws. He wasn't investigating them for anything. They weren't connected to an investigation. These were people that he was just going into his database and looking looking up. up.
1: Which, can I say one thing, as a natural human being, if I had access to a database like that, I would probably be looking up people. If, like, my job didn't, you know, if I didn't have a moral compass, I guess. Right, but. Just, like, random people. There are
0: rules against that.
1: Yeah, I totally understand that, but, you know. You know? You you would look at it.
0: He's using this To. To. Use for his fantasy stuff. Yeah. If it was just curiosity, like, huh, I wonder how this person's doing, like stuff like that. Yeah. I would do that too, but he's using this for a really creepy reason. Yeah. This is where this gets crazy to me. The judge said that basically because he was given access to this database. And he wasn't using a database that he was not authorized to use. He mm-hmm. can do whatever he wants. He can search whoever he wants, he can do whatever he wants because he has authoriza- authorized, because he has authorization to use the database. Yeah, Which I think is crazy.
1: It, that is crazy.
0: That is giving way too much power to people. It is. Because it you know what? This is now case law. Yeah. Which means that in the future, if someone is using this to, like, an NYPD officer is looking up someone that he wants to kidnap and torture, they can go back and say, well, what about State v. Valle where they acquitted him because Mm -hmm. he had authorization to use this database? Like, I hate this. Yeah. But he was not granted the certificate of innocence. Oh, good. So... I thought this was really interesting. So basically in order to receive a certificate of innocence, one of the statutes you have to fulfill is that you were not found guilty because of your own actions to kind of explain what that means is that Gil was a police officer Uh who was tasked with, just like you said, protecting and serving He was on websites talking about kidnapping, killing, torturing, eating women. Yeah. Where he knew that if someone else saw this, he would be in deep shit. Yeah. No one was forcing him to have these conversations. He was doing this of his own free will. Yeah. He was also of his own free will accessing information on these people that he had no real reason to access.
1: And he was doing that while he was on the job too. Yes. Yeah.
0: And so for those reasons... His own actions made him look guilty. So he does not qualify for a certificate of innocence.
1: Totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You and I
0: kind of agree here that he was acquitted and it makes sense because of the legal reasons. I mean, he's a creep. There was a piece of information that I came across that I think could be significant. Um, if it was presented the right way, but it at least adds a layer of like, why would he do that? Yeah. And like, I'll, I'll clarify this at the end, but I think you'll see where I'm going. Okay. So there was, um, there was this interaction that happened that was kind of a third party interaction, The specifics don't really matter because, um, in the end, the story is kind of the same from everyone's perspective, Mm -hmm. but basically what happened is that around the time when one of the kidnapping plots was supposed to happen to a, this was Kathleen's coworker. Okay. There was a day when Gil was very, very close to her. Uh Uh-huh which um, happened in kind of a roundabout way. So Gil was, uh, they lived about 30 minutes outside of Manhattan. So he was bringing Kathleen into the city to visit a friend of hers. Gil said that he was under the impression that this was so Kathleen could go have lunch with A, but A and Kathleen weren't actually that close of friends. Oh. Kathleen said that she was in the city visiting a different friend. She ran into A on the way to going to lunch with her other friends, and she invited A to come along. Okay. This is the part that's very important to me. Gil gives Kathleen a PBA card and says to give it to A.
1: Oh. Uh, what's Do you a, know P- what a No, what's I was going to say? What's a PBL card?
0: I have never heard of this before and I am like shocked that this exists. PBA stands for police benevolent association. It's um kind of like a, I wouldn't say it's a union, but it's an association that all police are a part of nationwide. Okay. This card is something that they can purchase from the PBA. It's a laminated card and it's like it's a dollar per card. It's really not that much, but they uh, the police officer does have to pay for it. This card has the police officer's name, their phone number, and their signature on it.
1: Is it like These, a get out of jail free card? Yes, essentially, yes. Okay. These
0: cards are given to people. Basically, what it is. This is, is a the, real thing. Yes. Holy. And when I Googled what this was, because I had no idea. Yeah. A ton of articles came up mentioning New York City.
1: Oh, wow. Apparently,
0: this is a huge deal in New York City.
1: And this is totally legal? Yes. That's insane. So basically, like one of the
0: articles I read was this guy had a PBA card. He got pulled over for driving uh, without a license plate. He, he literally did not have a license plate. He gets pulled over. Officer goes, license registration. Instead of handing over his license and registration, he hands over the PBA card. The police officer calls the number on the card, huh. says, hey, I just pulled over so-and-so. Um, they handed me this PBA card. How do you know them? The police officer on the phone goes, oh, yeah, that's, that's my really good friend. He's my neighbor, totally good guy police officer comes back says make sure you get your license plate taken care of and walks away
1: wow i doubt this could be used for like anything though
0: no no it's only like small infractions yeah. like speeding tickets and okay. stuff like that but like the fact that this exists
1: yeah well i'm kind of jealous i want one i mean but but just, also i never think about crimes.
0: what this means This means that you are important enough to a police officer that they want to vouch for you. Oh. Why is Gil giving this to A? Oh, yeah. That's why it's important to me. Yeah. He's establishing this connection with her, and I think if the police would have found different, more solid evidence that they could make an argument that Gil was establishing a connection with A to get closer to her and comfortable with her to the point that he would have access to her home.
1: Like grooming her. Yes. Mhm. I can kind of see that.
0: But also, A is not the only person on Gil's victim list that got a PBA card.
1: Oh, who, I hope Kathleen had one, by the way.
0: I'm sure Kathleen did because she knew what it was when yeah. Gil handed it to yeah. her. Um, before he went to Maryland, he asked Kay for her address so he could mail her one.
1: That's weird. Yeah. So this this feels really important to me. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Shows. Yeah.
0: It's just it's one of those things that. Yeah, and at this point, Double Jeopardy, they can't try him again. Mm,
1: that's so crazy. And so I, he's, he's out. He's out.
0: And, you know, people with fetishes like these, they don't just drop them.
1: I would assume not. This is like a pretty huge fetish to have.
0: Gil found a lucrative way to use his fetish. Oh, my God. He is an author now. And he has three books out. You're kidding me. No.
1: What are they about? His fetish. Yes. <sighs>
0: they it, they are. They're novels that def, that depict graphic
1: like fiction scenes. novels. Yes. Oh my gosh! So he's basically creating fan fiction for what he was doing. Yes. They is, they talk insane. about stalking,
0: kidnapping graphic torture scenes.
1: So he is basically creating material for these people that love to read about stuff like this and talk mm-hmm. about stuff like this. So now he's a content creator.
0: I found the books on Amazon and I was reading the reviews. Uh-huh. They're disturbing to read because of how many people love, the love books. it books. Yeah. So some people. So he's like a fetish influencer. (laughs) Yes. And some people are like, man, it's so fucked up. I love it. And there's a couple, not very many, but a couple of people who are like, this is concerning.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So um, I'm just going to wrap this up by reading. One of the negative reviews of his books. Oh, good. There's a negative. Re- Please do, because I think this um, this is a good summary for the end of this. Okay. So this is the review. It says um, an unfiltered look into the mind of a clearly disturbed individual. While I'm not one to be overly sensitive to graphic subject matter, this book displays the raw and downright bizarre sexual fantasies of Gil Valle. The author focuses on the theme of unbeknownst fate from the perspective of the book's victims, as well as the detailed and technical explanation of the process of torturing and cooking girl meat. From a literary view, the book is written rather simplistically and lacks true poetic rhythm, plus very repetitive at times. All in all, this piece is a sad attempt at, quote unquote, murder porn, South Park term, yeah. that can hardly be classified as a book from a deranged individual who, in my opinion, should not be given internet access. Exactly. Also,
1: are we sure this guy isn't guilty of something? And he's making money off of this stuff? Yes. That See, that blows my mind that he can then make money off of something... and this is bringing the fetish stuff out into the public, which should be wrong. I don't, I don't know. Right. There's so many.
0: Some of the reviews are really concerning because I, I looked again at them today because I looked at them earlier last week and there's one that I can't find anymore. So I don't know if it's deleted or if it's just been pushed down, but one guy wrote and it was really creepy to read that he was like, man, I never thought I'd be into this stuff, but I can't put the book down. He's so specific with his descriptions. It feels like I'm the one doing it to her. And it's like, this
1: person, are you okay? I know. See, that's what I'm saying. He's like feeding into other people's fantasies now. And then you're right. Who's to say... That These people won't go out and act on this, or that Gil, given enough time in between all of this, would is going to be doing something to somebody, right? Like he goes out to do like quote unquote research and ends up torturing some poor girl. So uh, just to kind of understand where everything is now in present day, Gil is out. He's making money writing books hmm And then what happened? The last one of these books, I think, just came out this last summer. And do
0: they do well? Like, do you I know? Mean, pe- the ratings on
1: one of these books is over four stars. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know how much money he makes off of it.
0: I'm sure he makes a decent amount because he actually contracted with a publisher right after his acquittal um, to publish his innocence story from Mm -hmm. his point of view.
1: Oh, well, I knew that was coming. What about Kathleen? That actually
0: came came first. So he wrote this whole story about his fantasies and how it's just fantasy. And when people read that, they were like, man, you wrote this so well, you should be an author. And that's what inspired him to write his first torture porn book and people love the first one so much it's actually i think
1: it's a three part series it's like book 1 book 2 book 3 you know and i'm sure people out there could argue well like fantasy novels are fantasy novels like the you know whatever but this this goes beyond fantasy To me, like when you're talking about disturbing content like this, to me, it's almost like giving directions to somebody.
0: Right. And the fact that this reviewer literally said, are we sure this guy isn't guilty of something? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Obviously, the content of these books is concerning and graphic enough that it's like, are we sure this guy didn't actually do this?
1: Yeah. So what about Kathleen? What's Kathleen doing?
0: I didn't really read much about her because um, all the information about this case centers around um, Gil and his appeals.
1: And his just being an asshole.
0: Well, actually, all of that uh-huh. I found in the court documents.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So the only information I could really find was what was in the court documents.
1: Well, you know, when you were talking I, and I was looking at pictures of gill um i did see that he at one point was trying to uh was trying to get he was fighting
0: for custody custody. of his daughter
1: yes um i'm pretty sure she still has full custody she does because uh, as of may 2018 uh he gave up the it says cannibal cop gives up bitter custody fight over child against ex-wife who claimed he might murder my daughter, which is a yeah. very valid fear. Yes. <laughs> Super valid. Because so, he was talking about selling her to people when she was still living with him. And I'm sorry, when your f- dark fetish internet handle is girl meat dealer, uh, yeah, my daughter's going nowhere near you. Right. And then on top of that, one of the people he was talking to was arrested and convicted for child pornography. Exactly. Yeah. Mr. Dale. Yeah. 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 I wonder, did anything happen to the guy? The uh, other people? Yeah. No. No, nothing came about that. No. Even the guy who like kind of was giving Gil directions on take her to the bathroom, slit her throat. Well, they
0: determined that the only thing that he really sent to him was a video of a goat being
1: slaughtered. Yeah, which, and there was nothing. Yeah. What about these pictures he was looking at? Like the severed, the dead body and the, were those just like snuff pictures that peep, that are circulated sometimes? Yeah, on the web. Yeah. That's yeah. sad that those pictures are out there. Because mm-hmm. that's somebody's family. Yeah. Can you imagine knowing that you're your dead family member's picture is used or has so been that's leaked. Some weirdo
0: can get his rock. Yeah,
1: off. that would be so upsetting. Yeah. Anyways, just... gosh, that's kinda I can't believe he's just out walking around. Writing books. And oh my gosh.
0: I was looking at his website uh-huh. and he is very like, I was wrongfully convicted. Oh, and Yeah like
1: how how can you think you're wrong? I, I don't get how you can do all of that and feel like you can gaslight the general public into us thinking we're crazy for thinking he's a bad guy. Yeah. You know, I don't. And he's so
0: like, I just have healthy fantasies like any uh-huh. other person. Uh-huh. Like,
1: yeah. Dude. Well, I hope. Yeah, I hope he has no access to his daughter whatsoever. Uh, anyways,
0: so um, that was the last two weeks of my life.
1: Yeah. I bet. Um. I bet you ate a lot these last two weeks. A lot I of meat.
0: But. <laughs> but that was not because I was researching this. It's because
1: I physically couldn't eat. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> No, no good time. Maybe subconsciously it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, nonsense. exactly. Maybe yeah. we're all we all should be vegan now.
0: Yeah, so um I can cleanse my mind of this. Yes.
1: Now because
0: it's because I've given it all to you, lovely folks.
1: <laughs> and what a gift that was. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you are welcome. (laughs) I think we're grilling hamburgers tomorrow, so uh, (laughs) that'll go really well (laughs) with uh, the dinner. (laughs) See Kyle like uh, hand you yours, and like and I'm like just bread please yeah no thank you <laughs> not even the bread because then I think buns at that point and oh. yeah yeah not good <laughs> you're like I'll just I'll take a leaf of lettuce <laughs> please and a pickle <laughs> I love pickles anyways
0: so anyway yeah um thank you yeah. for taking well, that
1: from me well. You're welcome. And I didn't give you much of a choice. <laughs> yeah, you didn't give me much of a choice, and I don't know. I'm glad that it's eight o'clock and I won't be eating at all for the rest of the night. So it yeah. was it was a good time to do to record this one. Yes,
0: I promise. I mean, so in researching this, I added a handful more cannibals oh. to. The episode idea list. I promise not to cover one. For there's more out at there. Least than, there's so many, oh my and they're gosh. all
1: fascinating. Well, that the guy who ate the penis that that one.
0: Well, I don't think he was able
1: to actually eat it. I know he tried. I don't. think He it, tried, but no. I think he did have a bite of it,
0: like because he no. I don't think he swallowed it because it was like weirdly chewy and he couldn't cook it. Because <laughs> it's all like cartilage, isn't it?
1: I don't know. And blood vessels? That doesn't sound good. I mean, I think like calamari. No. Like the tubular. I guess. I don't even know why we're having this conversation. You started it. Oh my gosh. Well, I didn't think you would entertain it. You usually don't entertain the wacky things that I bring up. And now out of all nights you choose <laughs> to entertain, what, what would a penis texture be like to cook and chew? It wouldn't, it wouldn't be hard, right?
0: I don't think so.
1: Like after you cook it?
0: Maybe we need to cover that case so that we know. <laughs> that we know. <laughs> I know the guy went into like the texture and stuff.
1: Well, the other guy died.
0: I know, because of blood loss. Well, yeah. I know that you can't bite into a butt cheek because that Japanese guy tried and it didn't work out.
1: The Donner party did it.
0: I think they had knives and shit.
1: You know who would know? I do
0: want to cover the Donner party. Well, and then
1: there's Jeffrey Dahmer. I think he would know, but he's dead. Jeffrey Dahmer. Is he a cannibal? Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, he was, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, he goes to- I just to, remember
0: the Throne of Skulls. and
1: Well, his favorite restaurant was Five Guys.
0: Was it? <laughs> no. <I'm> just, <laughs> that's it. Get it? Get it? Five Guys?
1: <laughs> Jeffrey, no, there's just hamburgers here. How many times do we have to tell you <laughs>
0: Oh man, we are devolving quickly. Okay.
1: I know we got to go. This is this is yeah. going downhill.
0: Okay, yeah. so <laughs> thank you for listening. Please
1: come back next week. <laughs> I promise we're not talking about cannibalism. No, we'll save that for other. But we'll we'll give a good clearance time like like a good the next couple of episodes will be palate cleansers and then we'll dive back into cannibalism
0: I don't know if we can call any of our episodes (laughs) palate
1: cleansers honestly I I don't think we can (laughs) no (laughs) nor nor heartwarming stories (laughs) no (laughs) anyway okay we appreciate you yes thank you we'll see you next
0: week bye-bye bye